Hey everybody, welcome to episode 243 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film and more. I'm one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. I'm another host, Paul Robinson, and I love I, you, I Peanut. You, I need you to bring it down. This, I need you that to was just, the second time I did the I joke because we messed up the first down. intro. Just, <laughs> I, just you gotta bring Woo! that down for me. Yeah, let's do it! It's Ant-Man Day! I need Woo! you to, again, it's gotta <laughs> come down just a couple notches. Yeah. You are on the top floor, and I need you like more on the, in the basement. Yeah, let's just hang out there for a while. Okay. Um, so it's going to be a short episode. Short one. Woohoo! But listen, <laughs> all right. Try to bring some liveliness into this. This is going to be an episode where you get punched in the throat. By the way, uh, I have health insurance. Well, we've yet to do that live. Um, so uh, we only have one thing to review because we literally just came from the movies um and haven't really had much time to watch anything else that we both watched present for things and whatnot um so many of our shows are not done yet and we refuse to uh you know watch anything that, that yeah. that's week to week so Binge that's just that's how we roll yep. um well not for everything not for everything, uh, but, but for things that want to spoil things, things that won't be spoiled, which is ninety nine percent of the stuff we watch. Um, we uh, we also uh, will probably also uh, we've been saying this, but we will start having uh, you know small discussions about our next production, which is in like two months, um, two months in a week or so, like not very much time at all, honestly. Yeah, soon. Um, we are kind of behind on 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 planning it, to be fair um too much of it was going well um we got the cast and crew all together in like one shot and uh -huh. i was like oh that's suspicious and i was correct because uh we found out today that the person that we were going to potentially have pulling focus uh was probably can't do it now so we don't know any other focus pullers um, that, mm -hmm. and there aren't any that are local. Local so being a, an important thing. Yeah. That's, uh, that's going to be rough because we don't have uh, room and board for a person that we don't know. Um, so this is, you know, these are the challenges now. Do we, what do we do? Yeah. And so likely what's going to happen Tell us. is that we're going to have to add another day to the shoot, hope that our actors can now spare um, more time so that we can give you more time to have to pull focus because it takes you forever. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's it's hard to tell. It's very hard to tell on the monitor. We have a larger monitor, but that wouldn't really help you if yeah. you're pulling focus. And, and we don't. So. Well, that's the thing is is we don't. We also kind of shoot in a very. I don't want to say run and gun because we planned it out, but you know we don't have generally don't have i mean we've kind of talked about this before but we generally don't have markers for actors to stop and be in this specific place when they deliver a specific line which is well we will this time that's yeah for sure. probably this time but it was it, and and a lot of sets have that you know you stand here and say these words you know that's the kind of the thing because the focus puller you, you there's this whole thing involved in that and so mm -hmm. um we kind of like to have a little bit more freedom within our sets and and within well, our within our um within our acting within our 
creative process, I guess. I think that's the creative response, but realistically, a larger portion of that is that we don't have the means to rehearse. I'm not big on rehearsals. I don't like to over-rehearse, I should say. Um, I will probably squeeze in a rehearsal, Mm -hmm. single, um, for this shoot. That's just how I work. Um, If I have an actor that says, I really need to rehearse a lot, then, you know, I obviously have to be sensitive to that. And then Um, fire them. But I I obviously have to find someone else. But I just, um, I just don't like... I don't like scenes feeling rehearsed. I, I want there to be some spontaneity, spontaneity to it. So, um, yeah, but however, you're an actor, with so act the, like there's spontaneity. How, however, with that, go fuck yourself. However, with that comes, um, you know, the opportunity to then rehearse what you would need on that on mm-hmm. that end, and so that is that would kind of be the benefit. If we had people near us and, and it was like, okay, you know, just come over this night. We're going to figure this out and it's going to make the, the, the focus pulling faster. We don't have that. It's not, we can't right. do that. Everybody's really far apart from one another. So it's just kind of like, well, we're going to have to figure it out the day of. And that's always been the case because yeah. we've always had locations that were like costing us too much or very far away and uh-huh. it was just impossible to actually get um, tons of, of, of testing done. So... You know, we just, it's like run and gun, you know, like, what yep. are you going to do? Um, so we'll probably have to add another day to this shoot to give you the opportunity to um, ask us to do the same scene 14 times. Yeah. That's just that. kind of the way, the way it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew things were going too well, you know. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. such a, you're such a pessimist. I'm realistic. I'm realistic. I mean, when in the 15 years that we've been filming together have we ever like locked all of that down within a matter of days everybody's in we're good okay good to go bye see you later that's never happened i was like something's gonna fall apart something's gonna fall apart um luckily it happened now and we have the information now on like in the past where we've gotten the information literally the day before the shoot where we've lost like a massive crew member and been like the fuck (laughs) like what do we do now um so yeah you know it's not that you can't pull focus. It's just very annoying because you can't see what you're doing mm-hmm. and it just takes more time. You know, you're trying to, you know, so, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. In in more upbeat news in terms of the shoot, though, we did uh, finally lock down um, the rights uh, to a song that I really wanted to use that I sort of wrote the script to. Uh, we didn't obtain the soul rights for it, but we obtained the rights to use the the song. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the first time we've ever purchased music, uh, like from an artist for mm-hmm. for a film. Um, it's yep. not a role. It's not a role. It's not a script that really requires much um, composing. Yeah, it's very straightforward. There's not like there's no point in the script where. There will there will be background music during an argument. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just like it it doesn't belong. So, the 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 song at the very end, um, and the very last scene, was kind of super important because it's only time we're getting to hear music and it's going to roll into the end credits. It's just a, it's um, uh, a, an artist by the name of Agent Envy who um, I had discovered on like TikTok and then I bought all her stuff and I'd been listening to it for a little bit and. It was during the time that I was struggling to get this script together. This script took like three different forms. 
Yeah. The well, same topic, yeah. but three different forms. And I was just like, yep. God, like, what am I doing? I was struggling. And then I had been listening to her album, just like, or several of them and into that playlist. And, and then this sort of popped up. And so I was like, what are the odds that if I reach out to this person that they're not only going to respond back, but that they're going to be receptive to uh, our offer and uh, and actually accept it. So I don't want to say yeah. anything until contracts were signed. Um, Which they so are now. They so are now. No <laughs> turning back. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but no, yeah, I was just like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to jinx it or, you know, they may have been like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to do it anymore. Or it just doesn't, you know, read the contract and like, yeah, it doesn't work. Made a couple of revisions and it's, you know, um, yeah, it's just that's it's so weird. It's so weird. Again, this is sort of my motto, right? Like the worst somebody can say is no, and then yep. you're like, all right. Um, and I did have sort of a backup um, to to work with a friend of ours um, to actually compose something that would work, and so um, she was in. But um, we're you know, hopefully we can work with her in the future. We're certainly in need of music for for you know, films and stuff. So yeah. it's always good to have those connections. We just need to find a connection for a focus puller. <laughs> yeah. We don't have one of those. Um, but we'll keep you abreast, if you will, on, will. Uh, on, on how the that goings goes. On. I'm pretty sure we're just going to add a day to it and you're going to have to pull focus up, if I'm being quite honest with uh, you. Unless we happen to meet a really cool person that we trust to sleep in our house uh, in the next yeah. two months. I really or don't schedules. see that happening free up for some weird schedules free up yeah because i mean ultimately um our our original focus puller is there's been like delays on a shoot that she was supposed to be on and it's like a way bigger shoot than ours you know so like i I can't oh my god i'm mad at that you know it's like i get it yeah it's like yeah our our two days of filming versus however many you know days or weeks you're going to be shooting like i get it um, I'm just glad that we kind of know now. So it's like. But right. out of the two productions, we know who has their shit together. Uh, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it's it's really. I think one of the biggest issues that we have, major issues that we have, is that we plan things. And it seems you would to be. Think... Uh, uh, yeah, it seems to be like our biggest, <laughs> our biggest problem. Yeah, it's our downfall. As as filmmakers in a production company is that we plan ahead um, and like 90 percent of the people that we interact with, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have something going on. We're like, OK, well, do you know when they're like, no. And then we've seen this all the time in casting. It's like, hey, we need 74 extras by tomorrow, like tomorrow. Yeah. What were you going to do? Like, what have you been waiting for? Like, what do you mean tomorrow? How did you lose 74 people if you had them? And then if you didn't, how did you know you would get 74 people by tomorrow? Like, this is insane to me. Like, we're, we're, we need a cinematographer in three days. What? (laughs) Like, that's not even enough time to really, like, vet someone's work and see if it's just... But this is the norm. This is the norm on how sets run. Like everything's done at the last minute. Complete nightmare for for the way that it's, I function. It's so crazy to I me can't too because like there's so much money that's invested into any given movie to to then do all this stuff last minute, make all these decisions and choices and, and changes at the last minute. And it's like, well, wouldn't you, if you're spending so much money on something, wouldn't you want that to be 
as planned and and get the most bang for your buck from an just from a pure in, uh, investment perspective. You know well, what I, I mean? Like I don't understand go, it. Like for something with extras, right? You can't go too far ahead because it's like they won't even remember that, especially if they do a lot of extra sure. work, right? They're not going to hold a spot two, three months in advance, but at least a couple weeks. I mean, like. Give me like two, three weeks to find some extras. Like I'm not doing this the day before we actually need people. I mean, yeah. how the hell are you supposed to determine that? I've I've responded to things like that where it's like, yeah, the shoot's in three days and they have no information. And I've been like, all right, well, what's like it? It was kind of laughed at that I that I would ask. And I'm like, well, how do I know if I want to do something? Like, yeah, what if I get there and I'm like, oh, my God, what is this movie about? I don't want to be on this movie like. No, you'll you know, be on the movie and you'll be happy about it. I don't need the script if it's a, you know, if it's like extra work. I don't, yeah. I, first of all, I, you know, the, the snooty comment up ahead. I don't do extra work. I'm, I've been acting for too long to do extra work. But, you know, like when it's a director that you really like or something like that, it's like, ah, fuck it. Yeah, you know, just like check out the set, see if I can get them on the show. That's pretty much why I'm going. <laughs> I'm not, I don't care about the extra work. I just want to see if you'll do my podcast. And if I figure if I corner you in person. Yeah then it's more likely to happen potentially and then you know i get like a couple bucks for the day like great um but i, I was sort of amazed in having those conversations with yeah. uh the casting directors directors where it was like do we what is what is going on and then like what's the location like oh uh, they're still figuring that out you're still figuring it out you're shooting in three days. How do you not know, know. where the hell we're supposed to go? That's what I don't get. What time do I have to be there? Um we, we don't have a call sheet yet like Okay, um, well, I need what? What's happening? <laughs> like, is it a long day? What's going on? Like, I just need some information. I need to know where to be. Like, all of that is very important. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm very high maintenance, I guess, for like wanting to know those details or just wanting to have that ahead of time. And uh, yeah, so I guess that's what it is. I'm, I'm the Sally Albright, right? Wasn't that her last name, Sally Albright? I have no oh, idea. Anyway, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big planner. Like it the way I like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, I was dragged to Ant-Man and the Mega Universe spots or whatever. The Nailed thing. it. Yeah. Mega, Mega World. No Mega. There's no Mega anywhere. Uni, uh, Uniworlds. Nope, nope. Yeah. No Universe or World. Yeah, there's a, it was Ant-Man and the Uniworld, right? Nope. It was Ant Man Quant and the Wasp and Quantum Mania. Quantum Verse. Quantum Verse. Quantum Verse. Yeah. Yes. Um, it was a Marvel movie. Yeah. See you next week. <laughs> so, all right. Um, so, we hadn't been to. When's the last Marvel movie we went to? I don't even Dr. remember. Dr. Fucking Strange. Yeah. That was a while ago, too, right? Not long enough. No, not long enough. But we went to see that because Sam Raimi, blah, blah, blah. You know the drill. Um, and, uh, we went with Brandon, by the way, which who was busy. Otherwise, we would have been like, come back to our house yeah. and record with us. Yeah. We did. We met up with a friend there to watch it. Um, again, 30 minutes. 30 minutes of trailers and crap before the film. I'm just... You're charging me more, and you're making me sit there longer than well, I need to. Well, not yet. Well, you're going to... charging you more yet. Not for the shows you're going to. We went yeah. to a, a noon. Yeah, it's just... I just want to see the... Like, I get a trailer or two or three. That's fine. I get it. There's trailers before a movie. 
I'm all in. I don't. I try to avoid them, but most of the trailers that I'm going to see before a film like this, I've seen. Mm-hmm. Just I don't need to see just the ads and the like. We get it. This is what a projector used to look like. This is what it looks like now. Like <laughs> I freaking get it. Okay, Nicole Kidman. It's just sit down and watch the movie. I don't care. Did you know that the projector is still on? Jesus Christ! You How may long have you may have been confused and thought that, oh, my God, did they shut it the projector? They literally didn't off? even have time to turn to turn off before they put the message up that it's still on. <laughs> Jeez, I just I'm it just I just hate watching that stuff so much. Yeah. Um, I also just think it's a bunch of hokum because like all you'd have to do is make one side of the screen less black than the other and be like, look at the amazing thing we did. It's like, no, I don't think you did that. I just think yeah. that you made one like side you, look right, shittier. Right. <laughs> so now you don't have an old the side that there. was always there just yeah. looks fantastic, but nothing's really changed. Let's yeah. let's be honest. Um, yeah. So we uh, you you had to have the Ant-Man helmet, of course. Um, yeah. And uh Usually when they do these things, like they, they like to shove the popcorn in there, which we're not really big fans so of. What's the point? You know, it's, grease, they everywhere. grease everything up. Um, so, you know, they'll, they'll put it like in this cardboard box on the side, which could feed literally four people. I mean, it's, it's obscene. We don't like movie theater popcorn for several reasons. A, it's just too expensive for what you're getting. B, it always makes me feel like shit afterwards. And C, you worked at a movie theater, so I know what's in that butter, if you will. Yeah. Um, just, Oil. It's oil, folks. Coconut. I don't even think it's coconut oil. It's probably palm oil or something and coloring. And it's just so gross. And to prove my point, um, we walked out of the theater. We were scheduled to have lunch with Brandon. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to have to rain check this because I feel like shit. And I was like, because you Mm -hmm. ate half of the box of that popcorn and the slushy. Now your stomach is so angry at you. Yeah. Um, And that's why I can't do it. Like stuff is like, I I I don't want to sound like one of those people, but that stuff is just chemicals and it's so bad for you. I I just don't have the stomach for it. Look, there's, you know, when I was 20, I I could eat 50 of those things. There's stuff that I eat that I know that I shouldn't. And it's like, this is terrible for me and I, and I do it. But if I'm going to feel like crap afterwards, it's like, yeah, that's, I can't. And that's, that's reached the point with that popcorn. Every time I eat it, I'm like, I think uh, think Kevin James has a bit on that where he's like, when I was 20, I could eat you know, all these Big Macs and finish the day like a hummingbird. And now I have like one, one Big Mac and I'm like a, a, a what does he say? Like a bear with a dart in him oh, or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's, I something do remember like that. that. Yeah. No. That's what it's like. You know, when you get older, you can't eat that, that crap anymore because it, it does affect you. Like, and not like years of eating it type of effects. you like, you could sit down, eat it, and then just feel like shit. Afterwards. Well, it was immediate. Like, like as soon as the yeah. movie ended, he was like, "That was a bad, <laughs> was a bad decision." Yeah, I, like, I just don't. I don't know how you ate that popcorn. He didn't even eat all of it. It's a lot. I just they don't give you get too how much. The, I mean, this is not the podcast for that, but I just don't get how this stuff is circulating in our food supply. I just well, don't get it. The least of it. There's so many, so many yeah. more things anyway. But anyway, so um, we, I put the popcorn on the floor because I knew we wouldn't touch it after that because yeah. God knows what's crawled on it. So that's how we, that's how we ended the temptation to just keep putting it in our mouths even though we didn't want to. Um, to be clear, we didn't dump it on the floor. We just set no, it on the floor. But all the, also, shout out to the lazy assholes in the theater that literally just left all their garbage there. Just yeah. popcorn. Like just put, put it on the floor and we're like, all right, I'm going to walk away from this. It's like, you know, you pass the garbage. Yeah. You're going to walk down the stairs, down the little literally ramp and pass the garbage. And pass all the you have garbage. to do is carry it for like... <laughs> like 10 feet. I will I will never well, understand people. More like I 30 feet, but still. Never understand it. Anyway, um, I went in with low expectations. Was this as bad as I thought it was going to be? No, but it was nowhere near 
good for me. It yeah. was um yeah. It See, was kind of Doctor Strangey for me. It's like, all right, that wasn't horrible, but I really didn't like it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a, a, a Thor, yeah, Love and Th- Thunder Thighs or whatever the fuck that was. I just feel like this is that like, one was uh, actually like entertaining. You know, I mean, I've said it before on the podcast. I'll say it again. I'll go watch any Marvel movie. I don't care if it's if I know it's going to suck. A couple. I've only missed. I missed Thor two. I haven't seen. You missed Black Panther. Well, no, I mean watched eventually yeah oh yeah the only one i haven't watched you even watched is, morbius <laughs> i even watched morbius which i didn't hate okay i don't know why i got so we're much not hate, reviewing but... that because i refused to watch it yeah. i was sitting on the couch but was not paying attention not a fan to of the leto but the film was like was yeah, it wasn't great but there's definitely worse marvel films okay um but uh yeah i didn't really know what to expect from this at first i was like okay it's gonna be just a whatever and then i started hearing hype about how it's kicking off the next phase of marvel and i was like all right maybe there's more to this than i thought like if from a from a importance perspective of the of the universe of that marvel's building or whatever and um yeah i don't know look there's some things that i really liked about the film right let's start with that i guess i really liked i liked (laughs) i liked um the design of a lot of the world like the phys- the actual design of the, the the world itself was very interesting, colorful, um, not in like an overbearing colorful kind of way, just like a really kind of dark, a lot of purple tones and stuff. And so I thought the the colors of the world were really great. Yeah, kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, yeah, very. It this could have been a Guardians of the Star Wars movie. One hundred percent. Um, and I wouldn't have known. But that but this is stuff I liked about it, right? Obviously, Jonathan Majors, um. We all love him. Um, I, I liked... Um, I, there was this... All right, so there's this scene. And I'm, I loved this scene. Like, not even liked it. I loved it. When oh, when you... Jonathan Majors was fighting Paul Rudd. It was spoilers, obviously, so here. But it's in the trailers anyway. But spoilers for this film. Um, Jonathan Majors was fighting Paul Rudd. And I guess neither of them really had any powers. Or Jonathan Majors' character didn't or whatever. And... Uh, I just thought that was so well done um, to show how overpowered Paul Rudd's character was. Um, but that's kind of it, really. But there was isn't some that funny him in every situation because what yeah, does yeah. Ant Man do? Yeah, he's always kind of like the. It's in the name. Yeah, Ant Man. Yeah. Well, he, What's your superpower? I'm an Ant Man. Yeah. I and so. I mean, there's ants are supposed to be pretty strong for their size. They are. They are supposed to be able to lift like a hundred times their weight. Yeah. Or a thousand so what? Times what is it? He should be able to punch somebody through a a, a yeah. wall. Yeah. When, yeah, when he's know. got he the ant suit short on, short and tall. It's just I, I don't understand it. I, it's I weird really because don't. it's like they get tiny and then they punch them and they go flying. But when they're big, they punch them and they don't go flying. And nothing happens. Yeah. I, I don't get it. I don't know. But um, there was a lot of like. I don't want to say issues I had with the film, but issues I had with the film that... Uh, Way to not say that. That uh, I, I wasn't expecting to have, right? Like, that kind of stood out to me about, like... This is a problem with a lot of these movies. Marvel, Star Wars, and stuff, is that people's powers are completely inconsistent. And, you know... um, you know, in one scene they're overpowered, and then another scene, 
they can't stop anything from attacking, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like Jonathan Major's character for the, for the majority of the film was like a Jedi, you know, he could move things and, and, and he was super powerful. And then it comes to the ending when they're all fighting and all of a sudden you can now hit him and he reacts to it and he doesn't, he's not as powerful at the end. Um, which was kind of like, I didn't really understand that inconsistency in, in, in the powers and stuff. Because the Jonathan Majors character, the Kang at the beginning and middle of the film, should have been able to wipe the floor with everybody. So yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really get that part. And um, I don't know. I mean, it was just kind of like this thing where I, I don't know. It just it seemed like a huge setup um, for like, you know, I mean, it's kind of what it was, right? It's the setup for the next phase, and it is, but. I don't know. I love Jonathan Majors as an actor. I like the way he played this part. But you had made this comment, which was very apropos, <laughs> in that they felt like they were in two different movies. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, like, but I wanted to be in the movie that Jonathan Majors was in. Mm, you yeah. know? Um, and I think that... I think there's a, a place where both, of, where both of these characters can exist, where you have the jokes and these silly alien creatures, but then you also have the 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 suave and the and the the uh, intensity of Jonathan Majors Kang and I just don't think the the tone didn't shift as eloquently as some other films are have been able to do it in the past so I don't know I just felt it, I don't know I don't want to say I was disappointed but I because there were things that I did like about it you know some of the the fight scenes were cool and fun and um you know there's this uh uh um character that we loved in it this bob blob whatever the ooze ooze guy he was great um and so it had a lot of good things in it i met a lot i had a good amount of good things in it but I don't know, just this, the story was just kind of like, oh, so you sent a thing down to the quantum and then they sucked him in there. I don't know if they ever explained who actually did that. Uh, if it was Kang or if it was this Bill Murray's character who I don't even get what that was all about. Yeah, what Bill um... Murray's character was like, I didn't really get it. He, tr- he was basically a, a, a traitor, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I just... I, I'm not usually this befuddled by a Marvel film, but we were talking after the film a little bit, and I think I just feel like Marvel is getting too big. Their stories are, everything is huge. Welcome to the rest of the world. And um, that doesn't like Marvel, that has been trying to tell you people this for like the past three well, years. But I'm okay with it here and there, you know, like. Um, the Avengers films, I liked them, you know, especially the last one that they split into two or whatever, that the Russo brothers loved those. They loved the epicness of that. But I feel like, but every film can't be that, right? Otherwise, no film is. You know what I mean? It's that thing where, like, if you have one thing all the time, it stops being special, you know? And I think that the idea of having these smaller films in between these bigger epic films was was working, and that's what what Marvel was doing so well at the beginning, 
you know, they had films about Iron Man and Spider-Man and yeah. Ant-Man even and whatever. And that was about them and their journey or their battle or whatever it is. And it was smaller. And then you had a bigger film where maybe you'd bring a couple of them together and then you'd have a huge, you know. And mm-hmm. so there was stages of it. But now it's like every film has to outdo the last one. And it's like, I get it. It's like a marketing thing. It's a business thing. But still, like, I don't know. I, I want to see more diversity in the scale of these movies because if every movie is the end of the world, then well, good luck with that. Good luck with that. And the other thing that this kind of brings up is I don't know how long the next phase is going to last for, like how many movies this bleeds out to if they're doing like Secret Wars or doing all this other stuff. And that stuff could be interesting, I suppose, but it's, it's, I, I don't know, you know, like, do you do what do you do you know because in the comic world you could have different artists or or storytellers take on a a run of a character uh but you can't really do that here so i don't know like what the the overall plans for like i know fantastic four will come in eventually x-men will come in eventually and all this stuff you know there's a lot of like things on the horizon that that could be interesting but now it's got me nervous to think like, are they just going to make everything this huge thing? And then like, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little nervous about the future of it. And I hope that the storytelling of it doesn't continue to take a back seat. You know? Well, I think as long as you keep perching your ass into the seat opening weekend and giving them the I'm numbers gonna. that they want... It really is. There's no incentive to actually do that because it's working, right? Yeah. They don't care whether you actually like the story or not. They got your money and that's all they need to know is that they're going to get your money next time. And But the ironic thing is like that, I don't know if it's you'll be there, technically so. irony, but it's it's not because I want to support them that I jump in those seats opening weekend. It's because I know. What, yeah, but I want to I want to watch the movie in, in the purest what, form like, I can. What will have been what would have been spoiled here? Honestly. The ending, the the post credit scenes. Oh no! Then it would ruin my my watching of the movie because you know it's like you someone telling you the ending. Are you still going to want to see the movie, sort of thing? I mean, it doesn't. I, so. Again, it's a Marvel movie. It's just like it doesn't. I don't really think it matters. It matters to me. There's no. There <laughs> are right. no stakes in anything, right? Well, if that was going to be my other be point. Like, oh, th- what's this person's power? Oh, well, they can change time. Well, then none of this matters. Yeah. None of it matters. That was going to be my next point is that there's the no stakes. Yeah. To change time. Then who cares? Oh, this 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 dude ended the war the world. Psych, it it came back. Well, yeah. then it, the world can never end if there's always some way for you guys to like pop back up in some other multiverse and then like spin around and spit in the air and everybody claps three times and it's like, "Oh, we're back where we." It was like, "Well, then like no one's ever really in trouble. There's never really any stakes in these stories. It's like someone just, you know, if people had the ability to actually die and there was yeah. a finality yeah. to it, it'd be like, oh, well, shit, you know. But there, there isn't. It's just, it's it's a bunch of make-believe, but not in like the fun way. It's, it's like in the way that's kind of like cheating because it's like you're 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 putting all this weight on what's happening in this specific movie but this doesn't really matter because in another movie if this person wiggles their nose and like you know does a little jig and then they they hold hands with this other person well then this other uh, there's oh, yeah. another multiverse that pops out of that and then that undoes the thing and it's like oh god 
Uh, so when I go into these things, I'm very like, nah, you know, I mean, I appreciate Natalie Portman fucking dying, right? Because I'm like, all right, you're dead. Yeah, well, look at that. Well, she's not. I mean, I'm right, sure they can bring her back somehow. That's, we talked about yeah. it when we reviewed it. I was like, wherever she is, she's in that place now. Can they bring her back? I don't know. But I mean... You know, they didn't bring her back. They didn't kill her and then bring her back by the end of the movie, at least, which is what they usually seem to do. So it's like, you know, she seemed to be dead for now. Um, But, yeah, I I think I, I struggle with this movie because I don't understand Ant-Man as a character. I think there's, again, I was... I think that, well, I also think... Sorry, that, I'm so tired and yeah. I yawned. I, I, that's but what happened. That's what happened. And he, now he can't cut it out because I said it. Um, um, it, it. It's it's. Well, I was going to say that I was more of a DC person. I'm, I'm a yeah. more of a DC person right. in terms of characters, with the exception of like Superman. I don't like fucking Superman. Um, but, or The Flash. I don't understand that. Um, <laughs> you run really fast. But um, like with Marvel, there are certain characters that it's like, what is that? Hmm. Black Widow, you don't really do anything, right? Hawkeye, Hawkeye, you don't do anything. Aquaman, you're a water person, you're a big fish man. Like, what? That's not a superpower. Ant Man, it's like, it's kind of like Iron Man. Like Iron Man's biggest flex is that he's rich because he doesn't do anything outside of the suit. He can't do anything. He doesn't have a superpower. But the thing I liked about Iron Man is that they leaned into that. Yeah, exactly. And and so so then he had this douchebag. But you have Robert Downey Jr. Right, but he had this douchebag attitude, right? So. Iron Man actually wasn't successful because of the character. It was because of the actor. Right. The, the Iron Man himself was like, whatever, it's a guy in an iron suit. It could be anybody. But it was who he was outside of it. People liked him outside of the suit. That's yeah. that's what's so impressive about that character because he was able to lean on this douchebaggery, you know, comedic timing that was mm-hmm. so good that it was like, okay, yay. But like Aquaman, I, I love Jason Momoa for my eye holes, right? It's nice, but he doesn't have a lot of range. Hmm. So outside of him doing Aquaman things, you're not going to get a whole lot there. Aquaman Haw- surfer, bro. Hawkeye as a character doesn't really... That's not a superpower. Yeah. Like you're just agile and you have some skills, but like... You, can, you have good aim. You have good aim. Congratulations. <laughs> that's it. Black Widow, same shit. You can kick your foot above your head in a very tight suit woohoo okay um you know and now we're going to ant-man like okay outside of the suit it's paul rudd yeah i've seen that guy in every single movie he's ever been he's been that character in every single movie i've never seen paul rudd not play paul rudd he's great in that character don't get me wrong like you know 40 year old virgin and my idiot brother and all like all the giggles and you know that dick nobody can deliver that line like that it's hilarious but it gets old mm-hmm. right because you it's like, all right, okay, it's Paul Rudd. Like, when yeah. I see Paul Rudd, I'm, who, what, I don't care what character name you give him, it's Paul Rudd. And so, considering he doesn't really do much inside the suit, it's like, Jesus, if you can't do much inside the suit or outside of the suit, yeah. what is what is the daughter annoying? Mm. She was like, can you just listen? If you hadn't been a rebellious asshole of a teen, none of this shit would happen. Yeah. Okay, but no, you got to do, you got to do what you want to do. And, uh, you know, you're going to sit here and shit. It was like the typical fucking teenage brat. You're going to shit on your father. Well, yeah, well. Yeah, and then well, you make a mistake and then he cleans yeah, up the mess. Yeah, and then he cleans up then, the fucking mess. And then and, you know, you're off the hook. You're, you're, you're taking digs about the book, but I'm sure that book is paying for the fucking house you're living in, right? All that shit. 
Yeah. You know, it's just, it's kind of like, it was that like, suit oh. you don't want to tell them about. And that's you that. Tell about. <laughs> I mean, it was just so like, ugh. Evangeline Lily's characters, like, whatever. Um, I, you know, I'll just say Michelle Pfeiffer looks amazing. That's the best thing I could take from yeah. this was, I was, she's got to be like age. 60. Yeah. I don't, I don't she's beautiful. She's she looks, she looks amazing. Good job. Uh, she didn't, you know, fuck with her face at least too much. If she mm-hmm. did, she did a beautiful job of it and didn't overdo it. And she, she's stunning. She still had her facial expressions. Mm-hmm. Good to go. Jonathan Majors, I adore. As you know, he's one of my, he's in my top 10 favorite actors. Unfortunately, I think he was too experienced for the for this cast you know michael douglas is a strong actor obviously but he didn't really do much in this movie he seemed kind of like he didn't even want to be there yeah and even michelle pfeiffer there wasn't really much going on there it it, it was two separate movies yeah there was was in one movie they were in another it was like star wars slash guardian set i mean some of the characters actually looked like star when they she met them in the desert and she has that standoff with that guy and they get their ride i was like is this not star wars yeah. Is this not Star Wars? This is completely Star Wars, this whole set. Um, the Ooze, I don't remember his actual name. He says it. The guy obsessed with holes. Um, loved him. I yeah. could have watched so much more of that guy. Um, it's like a Pixar character. It was 100% a Pixar character. It was like a, an edgy Pixar character, and yeah. I loved that. Um, Chidi was in it for Chidi, a short yeah. time, who we really do like, but he didn't even really have much. The role was very small, so you didn't get a whole lot of him. Um, yeah, that ooze was the best. I don't know who was in charge of like, okay, what's it going to look like when it runs? Voice. At first I thought it was Jonathan Groff. No, but... I, that's why I said, whose voice is that? And I couldn't, I don't know what its name is to look for it oh. on IMDb. I don't know what, I know he said it when he drank the ooze and then he introduced he himself. Me. Yeah. I don't, it's not Zolom, is it? I don't know. James Cutler? I don't know, but, uh. Anyway, I don't know who was in charge of deciding what that thing would look like when it ran, but <laughs> congratulations. Like, I, I actually did laugh out loud. It was a really cute character, but again, it was a very, very small part of yeah. the film, and it just couldn't save it. And so um, one thing that Brandon actually said that I agree with, again, I will, I will never besmirch the majors, but I think, like... It was more, it was 100% the writing for me and the direction and just like having him play the character with the biggest chip on his shoulder, but like always because what makes like what makes a villain menacing is that they can they can sort of give you this air of of uh, of arrogance, but then also like this nonchalant attitude because they don't consider you a threat right but he was always just he was just like butthurt the character was just butthurt through the whole movie and at the very very end when they fooled everybody um one of his his splits or whatever if you will was like had a light-hearted second where they were like cheering and i was like i would have liked to have seen that at least okay could you have had him be a bit more jovial, if you will, before she discovers who he is. Because when yeah. they were like chilling out together, he was fine. Yeah. But even then he was like serious as hell. Like it was yeah. just like, he was always serious. And so it was like this one, this one expression that he had that he would go through like just phases of like being discontent and angry. Yeah. 
but never anything else. And so when he would get really angry, right, enough to like actually cry, it didn't mean anything because it was like, well, you've been angry through the whole movie. So I'm not really surprised that you're this level of angry. It would have there would if there had there been a contrast, I think it would have meant yeah. more. Also, I don't know who was in charge of the of I'm going to say Krang from Teenage oh, Mutant man. Ninja Turtles. That Not to me. be confused with Kang. I mean, I get but the brain. Sorry, yeah. the brain in in Teenage Mutant yeah, Ninja yeah, Turtles. Yeah. That is literally what that was, and it was so poorly done. It looked like yeah. like 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 a Nickelodeon. I know, I know they wanted <laughs> like to go for comic accuracy or whatever, but no. I just to me that didn't work. I didn't think the effects worked. I know they were doing some like facial stuff, but it just I don't know. It 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 didn't it didn't work for me anyway personally, but. Kudos for trying, I guess. I just don't think there's an excuse. You there is an excuse. They didn't give enough you, time or money to actually do it properly. Yeah, but you know what? That I'm not talking about the artists. When I say that I no, find yeah, something I terrible, I'm before. talking about the studio. There's no excuse for this. You have if if you don't have enough time to do this right, then this just further proves the point that you're you're pumping out way too many films. In way too short of an, an amount of time, you're not giving the, the right amount of attention. Attention, But then I look at, like, The Last Thor. All those effects were pretty good. In fact, I don't know. I said to you early on, I think in the first 10 minutes, no, 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 first, like, 20 minutes of the movie, once they hit that little land, and I said, to, I leaned over to you and I said, is it me or are these graphics not good? And you were like... Oh, they look all right. Well, and I, I was think... like, something doesn't look. Mm -hmm. And then they just got progressively worse. And I was like, yeah, no, I, I definitely saw that yeah. right. Like, it didn't match. It looked like a, like a high budget Netflix production. Yeah. Not Disney. Yeah. This isn't Disney well, level is, Marvel. Think, like, I don't this think was... there is anymore. I think this is just the new normal because they don't want to pay the amount of money that it takes to get it done right. You know, because prices are only going up. You know Modic? I mean? Was it Modic? Modak? Modak? Modak, yeah, something like that. Like, his, that, the work on Modak reminded me of, like, when they first did Hulk. Yeah. Like, like way back. Yeah. <laughs> when they first did Hulk and you were like, uh, I mean, okay. You could have found a different way to represent that character. It didn't have to be, like, perfect like it was that or whatever. awful. It was absolutely awful. Like, if he had been tiny inside the shell like so you have the big shell and then it opens and he's small inside of it that mm -hmm. would have made that would have been funnier yeah if it was like oh because it's like little man syndrome right he has this big old thing whatever and you open it up and it's like this tiny little dude inside yeah that like would that would not have looked as terrible as that weird stretched out cg face I don't it know. didn't even look like what's his face yeah at no, all yeah if if not that i knew that he had played the character before mm -hmm. and they did the flashbacks to remind me i would not have remembered that he yeah. was that character because it didn't resemble him in any way at all yeah he uh yeah that whole that whole character was not done well i don't know i mean so i think a lot the environments looked great and I know but they, they used, didn't match the movie. No, but and they I know they used. For the, I knew they used the volume for a lot of it, and so like, you could tell when there was green screen still, and then when they used the volume, you know, it's always in the hair. Um, and so, that was nice. 
especially because you're in a world like that. So having the volume so that way the light, the colors of the world kind of were reflecting off of their faces and 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 the environment and their hair was clean and and stuff so it it lent a lot of believability to it but yeah i think a lot of the um a lot of the effects and stuff were just like subpar for this they just didn't give the they just didn't have the a budget a big enough budget for it but you know uh how much more of a budget do you you know if it's it's this is tough because you know you're in the quantum realm the whole time so literally the whole film is visual effects where if you're like spider-man it's like you're in a city but there's a lot of visual effects yeah, but you're but you have a city to we you know, spent the so. whole movie in the quantum verse or whatever the fuck you know there's in. it's interesting because if you watch there's so many visual effects shots in marvel movies um that you don't even know exist, like just random things, mm-hmm. a building here and there, an actual person being fully replaced, their clothes right. being fully replaced. You don't notice this stuff because it's not everywhere. Right. So they can focus on the the shots that they do have. But I think when you have something like this, where it's just there's just it's basically an animated film with some live action people in it, pretty you much. know. Yeah, and so uh, it's 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 hard and expensive, you know. I mean, if Avatar didn't taught us anything it's how expensive these visual effects were because the film costs like a billion dollars or whatever and that's how much it costs to make the visual effects look good you know um and so but if they paid attention to the story more and to character development like look i get it it's supposed to be about flashy things because it's a it's, it's superheroes but if they focused less on the effects and the oohs and the ahs, like the cheap, the, the, those cheap thrills, you wouldn't have to have all those effects, right? right. You would be able to go like, okay, look, we're going to have these seven major effects. Yeah. This is what we're doing here. So let's make this shit look great. Instead of building the whole Guardians world and spending all the money on all the flowers and all that stuff, let's make sure that we make this character look good because that's going to be more impactful than like, oh, did you see the tree? In the background behind Michael Douglas, it was beautiful. Like, all right, but I mean, doesn't really yeah. add anything to the story. But it's like the sets are so elaborate and the CG work is so elaborate in places where it doesn't need to be because it's like the whole set is CG. There's no movie anymore. There's yeah. no like live action movie. Yeah. It's all CG. And so, you know, if you're if 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 you're gonna do that, fine, but then you'd better have the money and the time to do it. Don't half ass that. Yeah. Like just they could have easily done away with half of those effects and just had it in the real world and then went back down there for the ending or something like yeah, that like yeah. why have the whole movie down here with all of the the, the necessity for all of these effects yeah. the bar the restaurant none yeah. of that shit was necessary like no, it really yeah. didn't add anything nothing to it yeah the bartender. I mean, imagine how much time it took for that to make that bartender and to do the drinks. It's like it, yeah. you didn't need to do it. Yeah. Like, I I don't know. Yeah, it was it was suckage. Uh, it was. I, don't know if it was, I was subpar. fully disappointed in it because I think there was some decent stuff in it, but I wished it was. It, it could have been better for sure, at the very least. And so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it really just kinds of shine. It just really shines a light on what's being prioritized here you know like 
casting Bill Murray as a cameo or whatever. Totally unnecessary. Totally unnecessary. And, you know, yeah, to your point of like just focusing on what's important and, 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 and making sure that you pour all your resources there and finding ways to maximize what it is that you're do I mean it's like basic filmmaking 101 you know because they have yes. they have endless amounts of money so they just think oh we'll just do this we'll do this we'll do this we'll do a million things but we'll do them half ass versus just doing seven things and making them look but amazing but there's people that will still love it yeah so what you know like I'll go see it but I'm you know there's still people that the people that were next to us liked it yeah. So it's like, all right. I yeah. mean, I, you know, we watched the same movie, There's but a lid we watched for every it, container, as, as I say. As a wise person once said. I, I, I don't know who that might be, but somebody I know might have said that there's a lid for every container. And that's, <laughs> um, it's very true. It's like, yeah, I mean, I guess whatever. You know, there's people that are going to say that it's great. Um, Scott, you did it. No, no, baby. He didn't do it. You did it. Oh, yeah. That was, you that did was it. ridiculous. I like, can we be any more pandering? You know, it's like that rich kid in class that everyone wants to be friends yeah. with. And so, like, they, like they kiss their like, ass. It's wanna, like he did yeah. nothing. He was in the process of being killed when you showed up. And, and then it's like, Scott, him. you did it. You didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't do anything. He almost wrecked everything because if he would have died there, Majors would have gotten out. Right. You you evangeline the wasp literally saved, saved the day she was the yeah. hero of the movie because he did nothing he yeah. did nothing yeah he went and got the little quantum he was ready reactor, to hand, yeah he was whatever. ready to hand that thing over to him yep <laughs> okay he was a complete menace him and yeah. his daughter complete menaces they were made yeah. for one another yeah. we need to keep them away from yeah, anything that, important those two, yeah. those two need to get away the other team was from michelle pfeiffer was like don't give him that don't, like yeah don't but don't also, give him that but also she held on to this information yeah and should have been like uh by the way um yeah. when i was gone for however long uh, here's what happened just so you know don't go building shit and you know uh, yeah, right. sending signals she says nothing right so it's like nobody's communicating until the very last minute when the shit's already hit the fan yeah. uh, but i really think like paul rudd and his kid needs to just be put on an island because they are just chaos yeah and um basically the wasp say it should be it should have been the and wasp Ant and ant-man because when yeah. all was said and done he nearly wrecked everything. Yeah. Uh, him and his stupid kid. And then she had to come in and fix it. So, yeah. I mean, just saying. I don't know. I'm definitely intrigued with where Marvel's going to go, but I'm also a bit nervous. So, like, I, I'm I'm all for big spectacle movies. We all know this. I, I like to see Star Wars and Marvel and stuff. I just, yeah, but there's like one every I need six to months. Focus on, I need them to focus more on story and focus more on making sure that they're focusing their funds and their energies to what's important about the films. Do you know what the problem is? I think the problem is my two pennies. Mm -hmm. I think that we are trying, it's like participation awards, trophies, however you want to put it, mm -hmm. where we want to say that every character is special and they're not. They're not special. The reality is that out of all of the Marvel characters, there's maybe four that are really interesting enough to have their own movies and be a focus. The rest of them are supporting actors. Yeah. 
to those characters. And when you when you throw them in the limelight and you make them the focus, they can't hold a film the way Iron Man can hold a film, the way Spider-Man, Spider-Man is a character that can hold a film. Uh, it, Thor for me is like iffy. This last one I liked, but even still like the first one, I was like, eh, whatever, you know, um, you have to, you know, it, it, like in there's there's so Aquaman is not strong enough for it. Flash, I know everybody's like going crazy over this next trailer and, and mm -hmm. all of that. For me, the most exciting thing is that Michael Keaton is back. I've always said that Michael Keaton was the be best Batman, despite what everybody says. No. I still think he was the best Batman. So it's like, yes, that's exciting. And there is the chaos with Ezra Miller. Again, they didn't know all of the shit was going to happen. So, you know, the movie was already done and you can't punish everybody else that was in yeah. it because of what he did. He should obviously not I, be in it again. This is, but, but see, this, this, see, that's, this is, I'm, I'm probably, I'm, Definitely going to see the Flash movie. It's just whether I'm going to see it in the theaters or not. I don't know yet, but uh, probably. You totally will. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, that movie has the same kind of, uh, 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 it runs the same danger, right? Because they're running over metaverses and there's, you know, you have Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton in the same film. And uh, was there a picture of Bane at some point, I think? I didn't even say it. And know. one of the things, I'm not sure. I wasn't but, paying it. I don't, but, I don't you know, want to look at you're it running because then I your know past, everything. That's the thing with The Flash, right? He can run in the past mm -hmm. and the future. And then you have multiverses right. and this and that. And, and no stakes. Uh, yeah. And it's like, what the stakes? Now, that is going to be a spectacle movie. But, you know, is is will it be something that's done right? It's going to be hard to... It's going to be hard for me to invest in the movie because of all of the baggage that Ezra Miller brings, right? The oh, sad yeah. part is that he's a fairly strong actor. Like, he's not a bad Ezra actor. Ezra Miller's actually an amazing actor. And but I will say, look, if you're separating art from artist, um, I initially had seen Ezra Miller in We Need to Talk About Kevin. Yeah. And he was very, and we saw that in the theater because yeah, I saw the trailer for that. I was like, I gotta see this fucking and movie. And he know, did a great job. You, you can be a complete fucking munch and still be a good actor yeah. he's a but good it, actor you know, he's just Shia an buff's another perfect example Shia another but great like, actor but, but it's like i, I don't know it. how i can become invested in that story with with that baggage you just kind of have you know to act I mean? like so you're watch, it's like you're i'm going to, i'm going it, to see michael keaton and yeah, i'm going to see you're watching it when it was whatever. filmed not for what happened afterwards you just have to focus on who this person was or you thought this person was at that time and but you know which obviously he was crazy before then also you know i don't yeah. think that was a secret he had some um, things that it's were... not like that happened overnight yeah but, right um yeah I, I just think i think that there's there is a there's a plethora of characters to both dc and marvel and I only think that there's a handful of characters that are are exciting enough that are engaging enough to be able to hold an entire film well, and I, I think they I, give I, too many like what you know okay let's make a show with Hawkeye on Disney I mean, it's not a movie but we're gonna do a show it's like oh, and the, well I think any like, character could be interesting with a good enough story right? I don't you think know? so because, because like if, I said before it, I'm, I'm saying you're are, arguing about there Marvel, are universal themes but in they're films boring you know it's a boring character Hawkeye if he had a great personality would be great in peppered in to other films but a whole show about hawkeye is not exciting enough a whole the, uh um black widow is okay it, it's not an there's the characters don't do enough what makes what makes superheroes exciting is that they're super human yeah or not technically right spider-man's yeah. not really human uh but uh, you know that that's what makes them exciting that that it it's 
it's over the top. But if your superpower is good aim, <laughs> how do you make a whole series about that uh, and actually engage great people? Aim, actually, <laughs> I mean, just like yeah. you know, it, I'm not saying that the characters shouldn't exist because they clearly exist in the comics, but they need to be kind of peppered into like the way you do with Avengers, where right. it's like, all right, so this person's more in the movie this time. Oh, I really liked Hawkeye in this movie here, right. you know. But a whole movie about that is too much. A whole movie about Ant Man, I don't think Ant Man, Aquaman, they're not but strong you, enough, right? But well, that's the thing is like, yeah, but be on the on the face of it. But if you were to make an Ant Man movie about how where the the central theme is about how him and his daughter how he missed all this time with his daughter and blah blah blah. and you can you can take a lot of drama from that and make kind of an interesting story and then just wrap it into like a marvel film but they're just they're so interested in world building that they're forgetting about the story that they're telling at that moment to do that successfully you would have to recast ant-man sure well I mean, that that's the problem, right? Because this person's already Ant Man, but that they're not—they're more interested in like who's popular at the time and giving that person. Let's bring this person in. And it's like, right? But are they strong enough to actually carry several films on their own? Is that a thing? Yeah. Eh, you know, so you you know you got to think about stuff like that. Um, I think that's what it is for me. Is like Doctor Strange. Really? Like a whole movie with Doctor Strange? Well, at least he's like, got powers. Him, yeah, but he's got the most ridiculous of the powers, right? Because he can, he puts the kibosh on everybody else's powers. Yeah. If you could just turn the clock back, then you can. nothing anybody does means anything here. If you're just turning the clock back, like, wh- who cares? Yeah. Uh, but, like, him peppered in, again, is is fine. There could I understand. But a whole movie with him was just too much. It was too yeah. much. It was just like Marvel wizardry. For two hours and yeah. it just it didn't it falls flat because they're they're not engaging enough their actual character is not engaging enough to be able to support an entire film that's just my opinion that's how i feel like when it's usually the characters that have more personality those are the ones i tend to like those movies i tend to like more yeah. with thor for me it was the fact that you got a, an actor like christian bale to play the villain which was amazing but also it was written well so he was able, the makeup was beautiful, the yeah. effects were beautiful. And so there was that kind of range because Jonathan Majors, honestly, to me, is just as strong an actor as, as Christian Bale, but they just didn't write his yeah. character very well. So he didn't have yeah. anything to work with. He just, it was just, you know, it was kind of one dimensional. But there. even, even as Pun much intended. as I liked it, even as much as I liked the, the Thor movie, I did feel like the tone was a little. People thought it was too silly. Well, I, I, I got that. Mind, like, I thought look, it was Marvel funny movies was are like, silly. There's, there's a there's a huge comedic element to it, and that's great. But that that film this came was into this. Supposed to be a short. I know. Episode. But that film came into a a, a a a similar thing, right? Where it was like you had this great villain, but the villain was very dark. Mm-hmm. You know, so the tones were kind of like okay. I don't know. I just I would have loved to have been more in the tone of what Christian Bale was doing in that one. Yes. Yeah, I, I I actually really liked that movie. Um, I you know I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, the Spider Man's. Yeah. I I one hundred percent see how that character can hold the film. Like he's it's Spider Man, right? Like that yeah. that's gonna that's it's fine. A popular character. It's not my favorite of them. You know, I'm not really like too big into it. There aren't many that I really really like. I'm one of the few people that liked uh, Captain Marvel. I thought that film. I like, like for Marvel, me, yeah. Captain Marvel was like a perfect example of what a Marvel movie should be. You have like these strong characters, you have strong actors, and it's like 
sort of campy, kind of poppy, a little bit serious, but you got a lot of story behind there. Mm -hmm. And so it, for me, it worked. I know people dogged on that, but I found it entertaining. I was like, all right, this I can watch. Yeah. The Avengers, it's a lot, which yeah. is the whole point of those movies. But for me, it's a lot to focus on. You got 900 yeah. people going off at once and it's like, wait, wait, wait. But wait, I just wait, thought, wait. I just thought everything was done so, so well, you know, with, with the exception of a few movies here and there, but everything that was done so well up until Endgame, everything leading up to Endgame and how they built up to Thanos. Thanos was a great villain because he wasn't just evil for evil's sake. He had a purpose and... He was right. You could argue you could argue that case, right? Yeah. And so... You're either Team Thanos or not. Yeah. But you, you can be Team Thanos if you really think about it. Yeah. We're and terrible. So that's what that's what was so... That was so... Which, what was so great about that that villain is 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 there's a relatability to it to his mission and stuff he's not just try, you know and so, i don't know but it's just i don't know i just don't know what they're going to do so, that, so but yeah the the whole the, for, so for me uh, I'm <laughs> how just many gonna, thoughts did I'm you just, just gonna, have right i went now. through like eight thoughts but i'll wrap them all up with this <laughs> is that the whole movie Jonathan Major's character was kind of inconsequential. Yeah. Because, first of all, there's thousands of Kang. So it's like, okay. So there's a version of, Th of Kang that is probably just like him. Mm -hmm. I just don't get, like, how there's thousands of Kangs. Was he, like, one of the, the top-tier Kangs that got a little out of hand, so they banished him there? How has there not been a thousand, you know, there's out of a thousand Kangs, there's not been another one that's just as bad. Right. Or what, are worse. They, what are they, good? Or worse. You know what I mean? I, I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't get that. And then I, it looks like you have the three major Kangs, like that are weird looking. And then you have other Kangs that are like cheering. And then the other Kangs that are, in, I just. Iron Kangs. and Yeah. There's yeah. like alien Kangs and, uh. I don't know what it all means, and I, I get it that if if you, you know, I we brought our we didn't bring, but our friend Brandon came with us, and and uh, he explained a little bit of how the comics work and the the Council of Kangs or whatever. But uh, I don't know. I think as a casual viewer, in comparison to the comics, um, it just seemed like it was completely undermined, you know? So I guess the idea is like, well, if these, also... if these people are powerful, powerful enough to set, well, I could go on. It just, <laughs> I think where, where it becomes problematic, right? Or the question that I have, um, not being super familiar with Ant-Man. I'm not like some of the characters when he was talking about like the Kang at the end, that guy who's kind of alien. Like I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember that I have a couple of issues that has that character. I do remember that character, but I don't remember a whole lot of it. Um, I think the problem is that it's set up where like in the, in the end that he wasn't even the most powerful one. Right. So That's if he would, if he had the ability to do all the things that he did how have the other ones not wrecked everything in sight yeah like they, they it appears they would be 10 times more powerful than he was and he seemed to be so destructive well, that's the thing is, so it's like more well, than once did they bring up the fact like are we sure he's dead scott lang said it and then even the other kangaroo were like do we even know he's still there or dead mm -hmm. so he may still be alive we don't know first of all we don't even know what the hell happened to him and then also what kind of superhero 
second guesses themselves to that extent and then goes, oh, whatever, it's probably I'm going to go to a birthday yeah. party. Like, how irresponsible are you, yeah. sir? Yeah, you don't it, deserve to be in 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 your suit. You you have not earned your suit, right? The whole point is that you're supposed to have. A, and are you not telling the other Avengers again? Like you just fifered it, right? You're like, hey, I have I have an inkling. Ah, eh, fuck it. There's ice cream cake. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh, who does this? It doesn't. Again, this is why I don't. I, I don't. I don't understand Ant Man. He's he's a terrible, terrible superhero. Yeah. He's absolutely awful. He makes no sense. Anyway, um, I don't know what the hell's going on next week. We'll figure things out. We'll be watching me watching more stuff and um, hopefully not any more Marvel movies. Will one be coming out in the next week? Who knows? Um, yeah, I don't know but at this rate, it's pretty much like every six months another movie drops. And that, yeah. that, that is the problem is that how efficient can you be at what you're doing if you're dropping these massive well, films it's not the every same six months? People, you know, it's no, like... but it's still the same production company. Yeah, I guess it's just the same production company doing this over and over and over again and there's no time to yeah, we'll see speaking I of i mean we still have uh, that we still have the x-men to introduce into it yeah. and it's fantastic four so those are, have a possibility to be interesting so you know why i can we'll never see. get into x-men because they didn't utilize the cartoon theme song mm. and as a kid growing up i was a big x-men fan x-men x-men like the x-men um it's not his last name like it's not spider-man it's not like Phil Spiderman. <laughs> Phil Spiderman. Um, I was very big into the cartoons. Mm. And that's why I was like miffed as soon as the movies came out because I was like, where the fuck is Jubilee? Like yeah. everybody's not in here. And I didn't like the way that they portrayed all the characters. But the most exciting thing about a Saturday morning was and I was yeah. like, you could have made that so Da-na. epic. <laughs> when the movies came out, I was like, we don't even get the theme song. That was like 50% of what was so exciting about yeah. watching X-Men was that damn theme song. And uh, it's lost opportunity. I don't know. I don't, uh, yeah, they don't. I think like the, the, the most, I guess the most efficient way for me to explain why these movies don't excite me is because it's kind of like, you know, when you're, when your hobby becomes your job. A lot of these, like when when I was introduced to Batman and stuff like that, I mean, of course, there was the Michael Keaton Batman and I was quite young still when that came out, but I had the comic books. And so you create this world through your imagination and then you watch somebody else's interpretation of it, which then turns into a money grab and it loses all the magic. Yeah. And so it's like when you put that on screen, it's you're already sort of it starts to dissipate a bit the excitement because it's like, oh, look, it's there. And it's no longer, there's no longer these, this multitude of possibilities that my imagination can come up with. It's, it's here on screen and that's what, that's, it's solidified it as this is, this is who Iron Man is. This is who Spider-Man is. This is who the Joker is. This is who, uh, I wouldn't say Lobo because they haven't done that yet. And I, you know, I've always said I've wanted a Lobo movie, but in reality, I don't because they're going to ruin it. Lobo was my favorite. I don't want to see what you're going to do Batista with it. You're going to kill Lobo. Jesus Christ. You know what's happening. Do not even say that. It's happening. Do not even say that. Um, you you shut your mouth. Um, but, you know, Joker and Riddler and, and, you know, all of these characters were really exciting in your imagination. And then they just kind of like when I think of Catwoman, I'm always like Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can also yeah. say Eartha Kitt, but I was too young for that, you yeah. know. I think of the voice, I think of Eartha Kitt, but like, 
you know, when I think of Batman, it's still Michael Keaton. I don't care that there have been three other Batmans or four other Batmans. It's just, mm -hmm. it's still like Michael Keaton to me. And like, so I don't know. I think that's what it is. It gets pumped out so much. It becomes so generic and then they don't, they're not special anymore because yeah. it's not, I don't know. Yeah. It's just too much. I don't know. It's not my thing. I go with you and I hope like, okay, maybe this will be somewhat entertaining. 70% of the time, I'm usually not impressed. But every so often, some of them are yeah. like, oh, that was pretty good. I liked that. And that's what I look forward to. It's usually to. the ones that lean into it just being a fun movie. That or if they can lean into being really dark. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, of course, we can't say, like, that Nolan's Batman is DC. It is, but it's not, yeah. right? It's a, it's an independent adaptation of that character. Those are my favorites, like movies yeah not popcorn movies of superheroes but like movies of, i saw spawn in the theater mm -hmm. <laughs> like i liked it as a kid yeah. i thought spawn was i it probably looks terrible now i haven't watched probably, it probably yeah. i haven't watched it in probably 20 years but um you know as a kid it was like what you know and i i enjoyed it i'm surprised they haven't come back to that yeah like with what they could do now with spawn and like I don't know. I mean, who knows? But I actually read uh, quite a few Spawn uh, comic books, so I, I used to follow that story a lot. I really liked it. Well, I guess we'll we'll see what happens. When does The Flash come out? Like June or something like that. Oh, okay. I don't know. It's a while. Um, I'm excited for Michael Keaton. Yeah. Who else is in that? Michael so, Shannon. Michael Shannon. That's what it was, yes. Yeah, I like Michael that. Shannon um, and, and Michael Keaton. But, uh, you know, with Ezra Miller, it's like I have to shut off. I have to shut that off and just go like whatever. It's gritty. Yeah. So I might, I look forward to those a little bit more because it was darker. Yeah. I feel like Michael Keaton's going to be in it a lot, or at least his character. I'm sure I a hope lot of so. Like I hope it's not just like five minutes. Or whatever, but yeah. Anyway, we don't know what's going on next week, but tune in. It's a surprise. It'll be fun. Shout outs. Shout outs to MoGraph. And we thank you for, for, for joining us. And let us know what you did. What did you think of the Ant-Man? Did you like the Ant-Man? Did you not like the Ant-Man? I mean, yeah. am I wrong that Wasp? Save the day? I don't yeah. think I am. I think I'm, she did save the she day. Save the day. Anyway, yeah, that's it. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.